Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we actually do that, can I have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Bray Podcast. For winter break, we discuss the plan for this show. Once again, talk about the Giants, their upcoming games over the next week. But before we do that, got to do what we always do, which is recap how we did in the last episode. Overall, good week for the Giants and a good week for us. We thought they would potentially get swept by the... Actually, no, we thought they'd lose two out of three to Boston, and they won two out of three, but we did get the first game right. We thought that the Giants, based on current form, might struggle, even with Webb on the mound, to actually get the job done, and we backed a surging Boston team at plus money. Pretty decent plus price there against Webb, and that got there as the Red Sox won three to two. Then we ended up uh, getting the final game right on Sunday, but we were wrong on Saturday game. Is what it is, but ended up going 2-1 and one in that series. And then for the Arizona series, we thought they might actually be in line to potentially sweep in this series because Arizona had been playing some terrible baseball. We're wrong about the first game, but we were right about the last two games as the Giants were able to win 4-3 on Tuesday and 4-2 on Wednesday. We're even right about the game involving Gallon. We thought that Cobb would pitch well enough to get the job done. And he did. So overall, nice episode for us. And the Giants did go four and two in the schedule. So nice to see them getting back on track after losing six straight uh, earlier in the month of July. But either way, point is Giants seem to be back on track, which is a good sign. But either way, got to keep it rolling. And for this episode, briefly to go through the actual plans, we have no off days for actually, no, that's not true. We do have an off day on Friday. Uh, you're looking at the Giants. They play the series finale against Arizona on a Thursday afternoon. Then they're off on Friday. Then they travel to Oakland to play a two-game set. Then they play a three-game set against the Angels. So we have a total of three opponents in this episode. They do not play on Thursday, so the Giants are off, and then they play Friday at home against Texas. But for this episode, we have one game against Arizona, two against Oakland, and three against the Angels. But the better news there is the fact that we have listed pitchers for every game, except for the Wednesday game. So usually we were kind of hit and miss, arguably 50%, maybe 60% of the time. We had both pitchers listed. Now we actually have virtually every game uh, with listed pitchers, so it is what it is, but we'll keep it rolling. Either way, starting off with the series finale against Arizona, you have Alexander taking on Fod, and simply put, Alexander's the much better pitcher. Uh, I know he's not going to exactly go much length in this outing because Alexander is 6-1, and one, but you're looking at his overall body of work, and it's mostly one inning or so. So he's probably going to be an opener, for this game, 
But for the sake of the overall breakdown, uh, Pafad has been really, really bad. And his overall numbers this season, 8.2 ERA. Uh, he has been better lately, but he has still given up at least three earned in each of his last uh, five appearances. So once again, not exactly a good sign. Did pitch well against the Giants earlier, though, uh, in the middle of May when five innings gave up one run. That was a while ago, though. Did walk three guys, and the Giants did threaten. But it's mostly fading Arizona for me, who's been... Completely falling apart. You might remember when Arizona actually led the division. Now they're five and a half back of the Dodgers. They're out of a wild card spot. And they're, once again, only five games above 500. So this team is completely cratered, which isn't a total shock because I'm sure a lot of people thought they were overachieving earlier this year. And the ball, uh, the bullpen blowing a bunch of games doesn't help. But the point is the Giants have been better form. They are 32 and 24 at home. And you're looking at the Diamondbacks with Pafad on the mound, who might go five innings. It's a dangerous and slippery slope because he's allowed 13 home runs in 57 and a third innings pitch, which is kind of insane. And he's also allowed 50 hits in that span, 1.63 whip. So the point is Pafad has not been good at all. Alexander's going to open, so the Giants are going to have to figure something out. They've been good overall in opener games, so we'll see how it goes moving forward. But I do think the Giants will get it done and win the series finale. So once again, I'm going to go with the Giants, and I will lean to the over in this game Friday they're off but moving on to the uh the weekend series starting on Saturday you have a road game against the athletics you have stripling taking on Blackburn and looking at the numbers here both pitchers not good this season stripling 5.54 ERA and Blackburn is a 4.83 ERA to go through stripling's recent starts though he has gotten progressively better in fact he's allowed less than four earned in each of his last uh, sorry, just doing the math here. Uh, what is that? Six, seven, each of his last seven appearances. Now, I will admit he was an opener earlier, uh, but he has gone at least four and a third in each of the last four. And once again, he has allowed less than four in those appearances. He ended up going six innings twice, when six innings against the Reds, gave up three runs, when six innings gave up three runs against the Tigers, and then last appearance went four and a third, gave up only one run to the Red Sox. So I'm not going to say Stripling has fully turned a corner because he's still not going much length, but he has gone at least six innings in two of his last three starts. So he has been more effective as the season has gone on. As for Blackburn, to go through his numbers, he has been... Also uh, getting better, the last two starts, 11 and a third innings pitched, three earned runs total. So once again, he has been pitching better. To go through his home road splits, though, he has been pretty underwhelming in both, though he has been better at home, a 4.65 ERA in 31 innings pitched. And he has also allowed an opponent batting average of 282 which is very solid compared to the opponent batting average of 333 in road games. But of course, we all know that a 282 batting average is still not good for a pitcher to have. Uh, so I do think that the Giants should be able to get to Blackburn. And I do think that once again, Oakland offensively is one of the worst teams in the league. Yes, I know they woke up against the, uh, the Rockies over the past weekend, but that means nothing to me because the Rockies are at this point a triple A team. But I'm going to take the Giants here to get it done uh, they're 2-0 in the series so far this season Oakland is 15 and 39 at home straight up Giants are 28 and 25 so they have traveled quite well in the past and once again Oakland is a joke of a team so give me in what should be a relatively even pitching matchup I'll take the Giants bullpen and company to shut the door a little bit in the later innings and to get the job done so give me the Giants on Saturday I'll take them on the run line 
to win by multiple runs. And as for the final game of this series on Sunday, you have Cobb taking on Medina. Now, Cobb has been really good at home, and on the road this season, he has been quite underwhelming. In fact, the splits are pretty alarming. At home this season, 55 and two-thirds innings pitched, a 1.46 ERA. On the road this season, 56 and a third innings pitched, a 4.63 ERA. So significantly worse on the road, but I do think when you're looking at how he should fit, uh, perform in this game, did face off against Oakland once this season, six innings, no runs. So he has shut down this offense once before, which is a good sign. If you want to look at Oakland's uh, batting average against him and their overall career numbers against Cobb, they have seen him a decent amount, a total of 42 plate appearances, a 146 batting average, and a 167 on base percentage. So nobody on Oakland's entire team has been able to do a damn thing against him in their careers. And I think because of that, Cobb should pitch well in this one, even though he is on the road. As for the Giants and who they're going to be facing off against in this matchup, you have Medina, who's been a bit of a mess, but recently he has been better. He's allowed less than three earned each of his last three starts. So he has kind of turned a corner. The problem is Oakland never scores for him despite pitching well in each of his last three starts he is one in two uh or at least the the athletics are in his starts they scored a total of two runs in his last two starts combined they've scored less than four runs in each of his last four starts so the point is medina might pitch well but they don't score so i actually like the under as my favorite play in this game i see a low scoring rock fight it's in oakland so maybe i'll get a total of eight or eight and a half but I do think when you're looking at this matchup, I don't exactly trust either offense. Medina has turned a bit of a corner, and Cobb has been good this season. Yes, I know mostly at home, but he has been very good against this Oakland team in particular. So I do think that in an afternoon game, this should be a low-scoring one. Give me the under, and I'll lean to the... Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to lean to Oakland plus the one and a half here. I think Medina is good enough to keep this game close and Cobb's road numbers are a little bit worrisome. So I am going to take Oakland plus the one and a half. Uh, once again, I do acknowledge that my favorite play in this game is going to be the under because I don't exactly expect many runs. But since I like the under, I'm kind of automatically gravitating towards the underdog plus one and a half because runs are going to be more valuable since there will be less of them. But anyway, moving into the three-game set on the road against the Angels, you have Wood taking on Sandoval in the first game on Monday. So looking at the actual numbers of the season, Wood has a 4.83 ERA, Sandoval's a 4.11 ERA. Both whips are pretty similar. To look at the actual recent performances, though, Wood has basically turned himself into an opener or a middleman guy because he has gone to less than five innings in each of his last four starts. He's actually gone to less, or each of his last four appearances. He actually has gone to less than four and a third in each of those. But they've been using an opener for him, so we'll see if Wood actually gets the start here. He might end up being an opener because they might end up using one guy for the first inning and then let Wood take over from there. Historically, though, he has been good against the Angels in the Angels batters careers. They have a total of 60 plate appearances, so a decent sample size, a 179 batting average, and a 246 on base percentage. But once again, Wood has not gone much length and he's not been very good this season, so he might be in line to struggle. As for the Angels, you have Sandoval pitching, who has been kind of up and down, which is why his ERA is in the low fours. But to look at his recent performances, Sandoval has been pretty effective lately. In fact, he has allowed less than three runs in each of his last four starts, so he has kind of turned a corner lately. And to look at Sandoval's home road splits, uh, Sandoval has been a lot worse at home. 4.75 ERA in 47 and a third innings pitched, so that could be a bit of a problem for him here. 
I think I am going to lean to the Angels because Sandoval has been very good lately. And Wood, even if he does pitch well, I am concerned by his lack of overall length and the fact that I really can't trust him to provide any length in this start whatsoever, which could be a problem. He hasn't better on the road, though, 4.02 ERA compared to his 4.83 ERA this season. But I'll link to the Angels. I think they'll be able to get it done. The Angels have not exactly been playing great baseball lately, but then again, facing off against the Braves will do that to you. But I do think when you're looking at the Angels at home, 29-23, I think Sandoval's the better starting pitcher Low bar, but I'm still going to acknowledge it. Give me the Angels to win the Monday game. And moving into the Tuesday game, you have Webb taking on Giolito. And for this one, I'm not going to spend much time. I'm going to go with Webb to get it done. Uh, Webb this season, 3.45 ERA. Giolito, 4.36 ERA. But Giolito, I just mentioned, life is not fun taking on the Braves. And he got buried against Atlanta in his last start. He ended up getting completely killed in this game uh to go through that performance he didn't exactly pitch long three and two thirds nine earned runs and a bunch of home runs allowed so giolito is not exactly entering the start putting his best foot forward and we'll see how he does in this one but webb we know has been very good for the last couple of months at this point and webb has been pretty consistent in general even though the giants lost his last start he was very good when seven and a third gave up three runs did, ha did get shelled against the Nationals, but it seems to be a bit of a fluke. But if you ignore the Nationals start, uh, he has gone at least six and two-thirds in four of his last five starts, and he has allowed less than four earned in each of his la in uh, four of his last five. So point is, he's been pitching very well, and I do think that when you're looking at his opposing pitcher, the Giants have a much uh, stronger option here. Giolito has been okay, but after getting shelled against the Braves, I don't exactly trust him to suddenly turn around and make a good start at home. So give me the Giants to get the job done there in the Tuesday game. And for the Wednesday game, we have no pitcher listed for the Giants, but we do have Otani listed for the Angels. We know Otani's been good this season, 3.43 ERA. I will point out, though, that recently with pitching, he was struggling a bit, but then he woke up and had a complete game one-hit shutout against the Tigers, but he did allow at least four earned in three of his previous, in, in each of the last three starts that he had before that complete game shutout. So the start against Detroit kind of came out of nowhere, but I do think when you're looking at how the Giants are performing, there might be a little bit of value, potentially, if the Angels are laying like 160-170, because I still don't trust the Angels to actually win games uh, since their bullpen's been struggling lately and the offense has been fine. But I do think when you're looking at this overall matchup, I think I am going to lean to Otani. I think I would lean to the Angels' first five here because Otani was that good in his last outing. But he has been underwhelming once again in three of the last four. So he might be in line to regress a little bit. But I do think you're looking at Otani being better than whoever the Giants are going to throw for this game. But I don't know who's pitching, so it's going to be tough to fully trust anybody the Giants are throwing out there. Give me the Angels to get the job done on in the series finale with Otani on the mound. But that's going to wrap it up for all the games. So once again, to recap my breakdowns, I'm going to go with the Giants and the over on Thursday in the game against Arizona. I'm going to go with the Giants and the over in the Saturday game with Stripling taking on Blackburn. Uh, actually, am I going with the over? Uh, I'm kind of on the fence on the over. Actually, I'm going to pass on the total. Just give me the Giants. As for Sunday, give me the A's plus one and a half. And my favorite play is the under for the series finale against Oakland. As for Monday, give me the Angels with Sandoval. And I 
will assume that Wood's going to struggle or really not go much length. As for Tuesday, give me the Giants with Webb. And as for Wednesday, give me the Angels with Otani. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me on Twitter once again at Rice Show Radio. Back once again next week to go through another uh, six games involving the Rangers for three and the Rays for three. That will be a six-game home trip there for the uh, giant so looking forward to breaking those games down but until next time good luck to all of you and all of your bets bye everyone thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube